and welcome to Come Follow Me with Bree, episode 181, The Miracle. Hello, I'm so glad you're here. This week, we are going to talk about the greatest miracle that has ever happened on earth. James E. Talmadge said in his book, Jesus the Christ, on page 613, It was not physical pain nor mental anguish alone that caused him to suffer such torture as to produce an extrusion of blood from every pore, but a spiritual agony of soul such as only God was capable of experiencing. No other man, however great his powers of physical or mental endurance, could have suffered so, for his human organism would have succumbed, and syncope would have produced unconsciousness and welcome oblivion. It's hard for us to imagine the kind of agony that would have paid for the sins of the world. I know that it's beyond what I can comprehend. My purpose, though, for talking about this is sometimes I think, although sacred and incredible and pure suffering for the sins of the world is, it also was filthy work. It couldn't have been anything otherwise, paying for the depravity of humanity. When the Savior washed the feet of his disciples, Simon felt ashamed to have the Messiah wash his feet. He felt like it wasn't right. It was the lowest of jobs for a household servant. It was the part of a person that got the dirtiest as they were exposed to the elements and filth of the streets. How could he let his master do such a job? In John chapter 13, starting in verse 7, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Jesus is explaining that this is a type of things to come, the atonement. He's about to perform the great purification of humanity, the ultimate washing of feet. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. He's reminding Peter and us that we need him, that we can never live with him again without allowing him to serve us in this way. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Simon, upon hearing Jesus' last reply, is eager now, because he certainly wants to be with the Savior. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean. We don't need anything else to be cleansed. We only need him. That covenant relationship with him as we obey his commands and continually repent is enough to purify us. Now, I know that we talked about the Savior washing feet a couple of weeks ago, but for me, I find that it's the most powerful foreshadowing that the Savior provides about what takes place in the chapters this week. This week, we study the most important night of your life. I know that it happened 2,000 years ago before you were born physically, but your life had already begun. And on this night, he rescued you. He rescued you from someone who hates you, from someone who would love to see you in despair, from someone who laughs when you fall short and forget who you are. He rescued you from the father of every lie you have ever believed about yourself. He washed you that night in the greatest act ever performed. He did something that might make you feel as Simon did, horrified that the Lord was degraded so, performing such filthy work for you, work only necessary because of your sins. 
you might feel as though to say, thou shalt never wash me. I am not worthy to be served like this, least of all by thee. But Jesus would answer, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. To have no part with the Savior, no part, a complete lack of the light he provides to every man. Just as Simon felt, I think that would stir in us a similar desperate response. Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. The Savior would remind us that the atonement is simple. Repentance is simple. He that is washed needeth not to save wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean. All you need is the atonement. I wonder what I was doing that night. I wonder what you were doing that night. Now we know that God's time doesn't work in the same way. Was it just a moment to me? Did it just pass by? The night that the Savior was born, the host of heaven sang rejoicing. So in that moment, the timing of the heavens lined up with the timing of the earth. Perhaps the night of Gethsemane, the hosts of heaven, and maybe you and I, gathered in sacred silence, as he did for us what we can't do for ourselves. Luke chapter 22, starting in verse 39. And he came out and went, as he was wont, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them, about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. We spoke last week of the work and the glory of the Father and the Son, which is to bring to pass your immortality and eternal life. This was truly the most pivotal night of your life. Most people might think that the most important and pivotal night of your life must have something to do with something that you do but it didn't. The most important night of your life was performed by a mortal man. Yes, God in the flesh, but he was mortal, and that mortality was manifested by agony and drops of blood. In order for Simon's feet to be cleaned, he had to be there, allowing the Savior to perform that service. Even though this night didn't involve you, you are a part of the success story of that night as it applies to you individually. This night has no effect on you if you don't accept this divine service, this divine help offered. I am humbled and in awe of the plan of salvation. It is a plan created and executed for and in behalf of the individual. I am grateful for divine truth and the ultimate truth being that I am not enough alone. Sometimes I wonder why he places such value on me. Someone who sins the same sin over and over. I know we've all felt that way. It is unimaginably fantastic that the creator of the world knows me perfectly. Or, depending on how I'm feeling about myself, sometimes a little torturous that the creator of the world knows me perfectly. He not only knows me perfectly, but personally paid for my poor decisions, for the poor decisions of others, and how they affect me for the pain and grief I experience because I live in a fallen world. I can't deny the service that the Savior offers. Who am I if I deny the Savior's gift? 
I would be someone alone. I would be someone lost. I would be someone in despair. Will I, in pride and arrogance, deny him? I can choose that. We could choose that. But I choose to believe Christ. I know he fulfills his promises. I know that he has already conquered everything that has ever happened to me and whatever is going to come my way in the future. I want to treat his gift, his suffering, with the respect that it deserves. I want to make sure that I do my part in that night to accept the service that he provided. What was I doing that night? I don't know. But I feel pretty confident that I was aware of what was happening, that I felt solemn commitment to do my part when I got here so that what he suffered for me didn't go to waste. Right after you finish this podcast, I want you to go to whatever music app you have, and I want you to listen to The Miracle by Shauna Edwards' Recomposed, not the original one, the recomposed one. Put your headphones in and get lost in these lyrics. Jesus bled and died to save me, a price that I could never pay alone. When he rose again, he gave me the greatest gift the world has ever known. Yes, I can be forgiven every time that I repent. And someday, he will lift me up to live with him again. I know that he will walk beside me and heal my wounds and calm my troubled heart, always there to bless and guide me, my psalm at night, my bright and morning star. His love and grace will never end. Each day they start anew. My name is graven on his hands, and yours is too. Jesus is a God of miracles. Nothing is impossible to him. But I know this. Of all his miracles, the most incredible must be the miracle that rescues you and me. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.